Hello and greetings, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the In Right Standard Podcast, a podcast for the unique, the peculiar, and the chosen who want to live right and be in right standing with themselves, with others, and with life. I'm your host, Jada Cofield, and on today's episode, I want to talk to you about vanity. Before we get started, I want you to know we now have a private exclusive group called the Group App that allows you to speak more in depth with me about podcast topics, ask me questions, and for you to see and hear behind the scenes of the podcast, my life, my travels, and network adventures. Visit inrightstanding.group.app forward invite to join the group. The link is in the show notes and descriptions below. Now, let's dive right into the podcast. I need you to take a deep breath for this podcast. Breathe in and breathe out. Vanity, the excessive pride in or admiration of one's own appearance or achievements. When I was a preteen and teenager, I spent a lot of time in the mirror. I would take hours to get dressed and would be in the mirror constantly throughout the day. I would carry a mirror and check myself repeatedly. And anytime I had access to a mirror, I had to look and correct or make sure it was all together. Vanity is excessive. Checking yourself all day, several times a day is not necessarily normal. Sometimes it's insecurity, the fear of something being wrong or out of place, perfectionism. The need to see yourself and approve of yourself constantly can favor self-centeredness. It was hard to break, but when I really learned true beauty, I became confident to what I was presenting to myself, God, and the world. No need to be obsessed with checking myself all day long. I'm not saying you cannot look in a mirror, but if you're doing that more than several times a day, ask yourself, Why do I think anything has changed from the last time I checked? I'm not talking about when you get your hair done and you really like it or you really like how you look for an outing. I'm talking every day, all day long, and wherever you go. People usually check that which they feel is not secure or to make sure that it is. But why wouldn't you be? That was the question the Holy Spirit posed to me one day at 19. Why would your hair or makeup have changed from just an hour ago when you applied it? I said, good question. Why do you need to see yourself so much? In the popular TV show Insecure, the main character often talks to herself in the mirror, looking and never seeing the true beauty. So we keep coming back to that Mirror, mirror on the wall, tell me, who is the fairest of them all? If you're going to really walk with Christ and surrender to his will, you have to allow Christ to reveal the true you to you. And at some point, make a conscious decision that you are going to learn, accept, like, and love who you are and find the true beauty in yourself. One day, my mother sat me down and said, You're in the mirror too much, and you are too concerned about your looks. You're vain. She then took her index finger and pointed towards my heart and said, 
I need you to work on how you look inside and not so much the outside. She told me I was a beautiful girl, but why didn't I believe that? Life's experiences can make us feel and look ugly within and without. Peer pressure, trauma, abuse, rejection, low self-esteem, and poverty can affect how we feel we look to the world and ourselves. The truth was, I just did not like Jada. So what I did was put on a lot of things that made me look a certain way from my hair to my nails to the full coverage makeup that I did not need. It just gave me a look of perfection and approval outside because I was not really happy or sure about what was going on in the inside. There was nothing wrong with my natural features. And my father was like, you do not need it. I would not even walk to the mailbox without being made up. And if someone saw me undone and complimented me, I was offended. But because of the talk my mother had with me, it started me on a quest, a true beauty quest, and one in which I was actually really desperate to like me for me and understand the true love of God. I realized I wasn't like others as a young lady. I was unique, peculiar, but was not sure who I really was. I really wanted to figure out this beauty thing. In order to see me and see myself with and in Christ, I had to be stripped of what I thought beauty was. I then started looking at me, not in an excessive way, but be happy and satisfied with the bare and naked me. I allowed God to break the idolatry of me and rebuild me into his image, getting rid of the vanity. Beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. You may be listening and watching and say, well, that was never my issue. Maybe you don't put much emphasis into how you look. That's not your thing anyway. And that, my friend, is vain too. The disingenuousness of how you feel about beauty is not Christ's beauty either. It's your vain thoughts about how it just does not matter at all. The beauty of Christ is extremely important. But what that beauty truly is has only been revealed to us all in part and is yet a mystery in which we all must discover and are discovering. What about your excessiveness in pride and admiration for your great accomplishments, your wisdom, your anointing, your business, your gifting, your calling, your ministry, your education, your family, your money, your ability to be unlike any other, the vanity of being successful and accomplished, or being the first at something, all vain glory. Ecclesiastes 12 and 8, vanity of vanity, says the preacher, all is vanity. One of the steps one goes through when being truly processed is coming into the true beauty of Christ. This is why the enemy fights women so very viciously in the identity area because he knows if you tap into your true beauty of Christ, you can transform lives and a nation. But if he can get you to focus on a perverted view of beauty and he can get you to mislead, misdirect and reproduce a fault 
light without you even knowing it. That's why he's fine with you doing you, boo. Vanity is not feminine. It is actually a twisted and perverted, misguided, toxic masculine energy. The conversation Satan had with Eve in the garden was perverted, a twisted beauty. It was extremely vain and then affected how she saw the tree, which was now different than what God said. Vanity causes you to see not what is being said or spiritual blindness. Most people fall by what they see first and what was said is usually pushed to the back and recess of your human mind. Satan knows the power of messaging, conversation, and thoughts that can change your mind to make you see things in people and yourself in a way that is not what the Father has said about you or the situation. Hence why he loves the way of life we live in now. The enemy does, which is based on hyper imagery and accolades and what looks excessive and grand because once I can get you to see that it's pleasant to the eyes, you will then feel it won't harm you. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. Vanity. And then gave it to someone else. Shame. Vanity never just affects you alone. Many of nations have been destroyed by cheeks and smiles. As Lucifer, the great dragon, was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world, he was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Vanity, be sure not to be removed from grace. I remember this female minister who visited our church when I was around 18 and she talked to us women in a very candid way that you seldom hear women speak to each other now in ministry and even in private because imagery and what we perceive as beauty is such a sensitive subject and everything goes as long as you are confident in you and it makes you feel good. And we have the right to express ourselves whichever way that means. And who are we to judge? So most people and ministers are even frightened to address certain matters with the fear of being canceled or losing followers or being viewed as judgmental. She talked about excessive presentation. Some of this stuff that's being taught is vanity. Preached is vanity. Being done and even worn is excessive vanity. The message is vain and laced with vanity. Very self-induced. Why? Excessive means more than is necessary, normal or desirable, immoderate. Are you with me? Are you hearing me? I love you ladies. And in order to address the hurt among ourselves and within ourselves, we have to get to the real you. It took me some years from those encounters to understand true beauty and how God saw me and how very beautiful I was to him as a new creature. If you are all about you, you will never be all about him. It's a choice. Low self-esteem and insecurity are two different things. 
We all at times will face certain things in life that make us feel insecure or ill-equipped. However, this is where we initiate our faith, stand on the word of God and take courage and move forward. However, low self-esteem is another story that can be read by the most discerning of viewers. Low self-esteem is painful to watch and it is misleading. Perfected in Christ versus perfectionism. One brings life, the other brings death to life. I remember when I had just come back from school in the UK, I felt encouraged in my heart by the Holy Spirit to take this particular job as a school bus driver. And guess what? I just finished studying at Oxford School of St. Michael's in Oxfordshire. I had written a book, was acting in films and being called for leading roles and a fifth generation prophetess and blah, 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 and was driving a school bus. It was by far today my most favorite job. And I have many testimonies how obeying God on taking that job actually got me to live, work, and play in Africa. And people talked about me and sneered at me. Even some of the children on the bus would feel like they did not have to speak to me or respect me because I was (laughs) beneath them. But it didn't matter. I had a purpose and I was obeying the Lord and I wasn't going to let vanity get in the way of my purpose and obedience to God. As many were astounded at thee, His visage was so marred more than any, and his form more than the sons of men. When will your visage be marred? In order to reign and rise, one must be marred. The truth is, it means you have to lay down your life, your will, and your way to reign in true beauty and righteousness. And for this cause, he came into the world. His life and was not vain. The cross was and is vainless. And I'm not sharing this story to suggest you have to go get a particular type of job to be used of the Lord or to prove you're not vain. I know everyone's story and journey and lot in life is different. There were times I was led to live in slums and ghettos in other countries and pray for those cities and neighborhoods. People told me you should not tell people where you live or they would ask me, how are you living there? But those same places today are prime real estate and cannot even get a home there because it's in the millions. Places vain people wrote off. How are we truly going to transform lives, people and nations, if we won't let him transform us? Being broken of the Lord comes to a place of shameless exposure. And you allowing yourself to be rebuilt of the Lord and your reflection becomes Him. A healthy relationship is based on fair exchange, not even. Vanity will not let you give up you and your will. It is a stronghold. When we are stripped to raw beauty, we can't put anything on it unless the Father adds it. What are you missing because of vanity? Then I looked on all the works that my hands had worked and on the labor that I had labored to do. And behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. Vanity vexes the spirit. 
which opens the door for oppression and depression. Perfectionism is created and birth from vanity. Lucifer was rejected by God and he projects that same vanity and rejection upon women. Vanity is low self-esteem, rejection and pride unhealed. Today, what is now deemed beautiful and the beauty standard is really at sometimes disgusting. There's no truth to it, no purity, no innocence and holiness. Once the fall took place, the perfection in Christ was lost. Vanity will allow you to compromise, jeopardize, and minimize your relationships, your health, and your state of being for the sake of getting what it wants and appearing to be what it is not. What I'm about to say may be offensive and harsh. Vanity will keep you in a state of stunted growth and you end up being socially foolish, obnoxious, culturally irrelevant, ignorant to others, and spiritually retarded. Anytime God is doing a work in someone, it is usually behind closed doors, the wilderness, or in the dark, never public. Only the finished product will be made public. As a quote I once read says, a personal problem or private journey does not require public attention. Vain people operate in a lane and a vein, no pun intended, they do not have the grace, gifting, authority, or anointing to operate in, resulting in exposure, constant problems, embarrassment deep within and publicly. They will be brought to shame. Vain individuals' judgment and discernment of others and situations and even the decisions they make are off and tainted and deeply rooted in vanity, not God. But they will easily say things like, God told me to do this or that, so they can feel justified in their decision-making or even behavior. I mentioned to you before in the Brave and the Bold podcast that I was very much ready to leave university and I did not want to finish but I was so worried and vain about what are people going to say about me not having finished this particular school. I had to give up the dream only to find out I was actually very sick when I returned home and could have ended up a disaster had I not got over what people were going to say. I've met people over the years who stay and sow in ministries or with people because they rather say they are a part of something or with someone and afraid of what people will think if they leave and afraid of not having a place to go all the while looking foolish. Why? Because you guessed it, vanity. What that means, as I mentioned earlier, is you are socially foolish. A socially inadequate person will go back to the very thing and people over and over again, hoping to get a better result and never does. Vain glory. Would you join me on the journey today to surrender your life to Christ by laying down your vanity and being willing to find your true identity in Him? I tell people, if a word stands out to you, hits home, or you want to learn more about a topic, Listen to it at least seven times. It usually takes that many times for something to get into your mind and spirit and heart. Man will always look on the outward, 
and God the heart. So if that's the case, why not get your heart right? So when he does look upon you, he sees himself in you. Are you too vain to pray for another? Stay, leave, change, move, let it go, forgive, help another, or stand? Vanity kills. Vanity will not allow you to walk in the truth nor ever accept it. Satan's end is near and he's trying to take as many with him as possible. Vanity will do whatever it takes to get what it wants, how it wants, and will always exalt itself above others. I end with this. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity and quicken thou me in thy way. Thank you for listening today and tuning in. If you don't already know, we are on TV now and you can watch us on your Roku Take TV. Just visit your Roku channel store and download the Enright Standing Network app. And there we are. Also, be sure to tune into Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and just about wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast. I am sure we are there. And remember, at the end of the day, I want you to be in right standing with yourself, with others, and most importantly, with Christ. Until next time, the Lord be with you. Bye! <laughs>